0: Hey, this is Ginny from 1,000 Hours Outside. Um, Hope you're doing good. Hope you're having fun playing outside with your kids. And uh, most certainly hope that this podcast is encouraging you and inspiring you to set aside some time in your calendar, to set aside some time in your life to um, get your kids outside, get your family outside, make memories together, and make that a priority. There are not many... Many activities that I know of that offer as much for your kids as nature play. Um, You know, I think with um, a lot of nature play and a lot of reading in early childhood and, you know, childhood in general, you're really going to set your kids up for success down the road. So uh, we are super excited about um, having this podcast and having the opportunity to talk about the benefits of time outside. Uh, What we're going to talk about today uh, is a total buzzword. We're going to talk about socialization. And the reason I know socialization is such a huge huge buzzword is because we are a homeschooling family. We have five kids ages 10 down to two, and we have always homeschooled. And so, you know the question as a as a homeschooling family that you hear most often is what about socialization and um so because we're a homeschooling family i just know that you know that concept that socialization concept is in, is an important one um and one that weighs you know weighs heavily on families and and um you know the social piece children learning social skills, you know, nature can play a huge part in that. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And hopefully it will encourage you to continue to uh, make goals for outside time and and get your kids playing outside. So uh, socialization, you know, I think there is a huge misnomer about, about, you know, sort of what socialization even is and, you know, how do kids become socialized um certainly and i and i know if you really think this one through and that everyone would agree with me that simply by placing a child in the public school system you know surrounded by same age peers for 13 years or so that does not guarantee you know what we would call a socialized child and and i think by the by the term socialization what what parents are thinking is they just want a child that is not socially awkward, you know we're you know we all we want kids that are just kind of like normal and cool to be around and um you know not odd um or awkward or or sort of quirky you know I think that's that's kind of what we're looking for and I think the reason that it's been attached to you know this this issue socialization has been attached to homeschoolers is because, you know maybe growing up or you know as an adult we've we've met homeschool families which are, you know very much in the minority and maybe maybe their kids were quirky or maybe they were a little odd, um, but I think we all only need to look at our own own school experiences to realize that, you know placing a child in a public school setting just. That doesn't, you know, fix that problem. I was a a public school teacher, a high school public school teacher for five years. And, you know, there were a lot of quirky, quirky seniors, you know, who had gone through the system, who were in their 13th year of it, and they were still, you know, just they had awkward social skills. And there were other kids that were fine. And what I, came to learn over the years was that you know the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree and you know the quirky kids usually had you know quirky parents and vice versa and so you know putting a kid in in the school system does not fix this this um strive toward good social skills in fact you know I think sometimes it can exacerbate it you know kids who maybe are a little quirky or or um, you know, they're just a little different. They can really get teased and bullied. And, um, you know, I think we can all relate to, first of all, the times when we felt awkward in social situations. You know, social situations are really varied, you know, um, when we're trying to, to sort of build relationships and get to know other people. Um, there's a lot of variance there, but You know, so we've had times maybe where we felt awkward, but we've all known known people that you know throughout our school career, our public school career, who just didn't quite fit in. And so, you know, social social skills doesn't automatically relate with sort of an awkward personality. Um, You know, sometimes they're just going to be more of a bent toward toward being different, and um, you know, but we can still teach all children social skills. So. Um one of the ways you know one of the ways that kids can learn social skills is by teaching them, and it's not really all that hard to teach social skills you know there's there's books like um you know, like the Dale Carnegie book, How to Win Friends and Influence People you know there are strategies that you can employ you know to build relationships, and you know these are things like. Being a good listener. You know, we can teach our children how to listen, to actively listen to what other people have to say and not, you know, in our minds be thinking about what we want to say in return. Or we can teach our children to ask thoughtful questions. We can teach our children that, you know, other people really like to talk about themselves. I remember as a young child, my friend Beth, she was really good at that. She was genuinely interested in my life. And I remember how her listening to me made me feel good. And so, you know, we can learn that, you know, it's it's a great social skill to be a good listener and it's a great social skill to be able to ping pong a conversation and not have it be one-sided. You know, it's a good social skill to remember important things about the other person, their birth dates and and you know, and, um, the things that they have told us in the past so that we can follow up what's going on in their lives. When the skies open up while others seek shelter, I embrace the rain heading to my favorite hike. The raindrops are like a soothing melody and my veseys ensure each step is dry and comfortable, turning a simple outing into a rather delightful experience. Whenever my kids and I are stepping into a great outdoors adventure, I love wearing Vessi's stormburst boots to capture the beauty of springtime landscapes. Their robust style is perfect for our nature excursions, adding a little dash of elegance to our outdoor explorations. This spring, transform how you view wet weather with Vessi. Their Dymatex technology makes their shoes not just waterproof, but a stylish barrier against rain and puddles. Whether it's a sudden downpour or a planned seaside walk, Vessi shoes ensure your feet stay dry and comfortable. Embrace the essence of spring with Vessi. From chic city walks to adventurous treks, find the perfect pair for your lifestyle at vessi.com outside and enjoy an automatic 15% off your first order upon checkout. That's V-E-S-S-I dot outside for 15% off your first order. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free 1-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and 5 free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com/1000. That's drinkag1.com/1000. Check it out. So, we can teach our kids about eye contact and, and shaking hands and, and um, good conversation. You know, these are things that we can explicitly tell them and things that we can model to them as well. So, you know, social skills and good social stil- skills can start right at home just from, you know, teaching our children and showing them what we do. Uh, but the cool thing, though, uh, in addition, is that time outside can really contribute to social skills. And, um, you know, it's different than, than time in a classroom where, you know, the the bulk of the day is sort of prescribed and the teacher is directing the activity. When children go play outside, there is no authority figure telling them what to do. And so they have to figure out what to do. And I never really thought about this much, you know um, our first time playing outside for a large chunk was in the fall of two thousand and eleven, um, and we had three kids, they were three, one, and six months, and we went with another friend and she had three kids that were similar age, a little bit older, and we went to this park for four hours, and you know the kids they just played and so we started to do that more and more and more often, and I never had a thought as to, like, what were they playing or, you know, what was happening during that time. It just seemed like fun. But when I started to read, you know, different different things about the benefits of play, I started to observe more, you know, what happens? What happens when we go outside for four hours? Well, first of all, you know, the kids they all have to use their imaginations. You know, there aren't plastic action figures that look like, you know, superheroes or, you know, dolls or things like that. So sort of out of nothing, they have to create something. And that right there is is just such a huge skill to have and a huge skill to practice, working on imagination and fantasy play. And so you go to, you know, an area outside and the child... Um starts to fabricate you know a play scheme or you know some sort of a game out of what's there. And there's some common consensus consensus that it takes about forty five minutes for children to, you know, really work through their play scheme um, to get ready to play. And so that is something to keep in mind, you know, when we're scheduling in our outside time that, you know 30 minutes is great but but really to have these immersive experiences that's that's what we're looking for at least some of the time you know where a kid has 2 hours to play outside or 3 hours or even you know a full day where they get to just play so so you know when kids are interacting with each other outside they are developing this play scheme out of nothing so super impressive wow That's a really cool thing that, a really cool skill that they're learning and that they're honing as they do it more and more often. Well, you know, if there's more than one child involved, what they have to do is they have to engage the other person while still keeping themselves engaged. And that, to me, is the key of socialization. That's it. That's what socialization is, a a good... A person with good social skills can engage someone else while still keeping themselves engaged. And, you know, I think when we think about people who have poor social skills, you know, they they can't, maybe they have a hard time keeping the other person engaged. Maybe they talk too much or, you know, or they're too quiet or they, or they don't really have anything to contribute to the conversation. And... You know, so we want the other person engaged, but then we want to stay engaged as well. And that's what's happening when children play outside. You know, if they come across too strong, if they're too bossy, you know, if they don't bring anything to the table, well, then the play will fizzle out. And so there's this intrinsic motivation um, for all the children. They want to play, they want to keep playing. And so what they learn to do is they learn to assert themselves. in a way where everyone is involved, so you know there's not there's not too much aggressiveness it's just this perfect balance of you know um, lining up that that play scheme and making it work for everyone involved and so I just think about in life you know how often we are in situations where we want to engage with somebody else but we don't want to turn them off. And but we also ourselves want to still be engaged, we don't want to be run over, we don't want our ideas to be thrown out the window. And so, this is a huge balancing act that kids are learning while they play outside. And so, when we let them sort of run wild and it seems like that's all they're doing, you know, there really are some in depth and and very complicated social things that are happening in those situations. You know, so the kids will maybe, they have to work together to weave their story, but maybe they have to work together to create something. So the kids are working on, you know, creating a, you know, a big fort out of sticks or, or they're creating, you know, mud pies or all these sort of things where they have to, there's a push and pull. About getting along and, you know, making sure that everyone's ideas are heard and then compromising, you know, to move forward so that the play continues. So, you know, within fantasy play, there are so many skills and social skills that kids are working on that will benefit them for the rest of their lives. This is important stuff, important work that the kids, you know, that the kids are doing and they're and they're learning to deal with, you know, small disappointments. What if someone doesn't like their idea? You know, what if someone what if someone else's voice is stronger? You know, how how do we assert ourselves, um, you know, but also know when it's time to fold them and, and and go on with somebody else's idea for the sake of of compromise and for the sake of continuing the play. So there's huge benefits involved with this is fantasy play and imaginative play. And also with games, you know, decades ago, most sports and games were pickup games. They were not, you know, coached and, you know, there weren't umpires and there weren't lines of families, you know, family members sitting to watch. We um, we used to live in a home that was not far from a school and you know, Saturday mornings we would be heading out to go on a hike and at the school there I mean there would be people with like, you know, it was the tailgating stuff, can't camp, they're campers, you know, just patched. There wasn't one spot for one car. There were so many people there watching, you know, the weekend little league baseball games. And so sports have really changed over the past couple decades. Sports games when I was was a kid, you know, we would go There was like a baseball field in our neighborhood and we would go up there and we would like, you know, play baseball, but it wasn't really baseball because it would depend on, you know, how many people were there. If there was five kids at the park that day or if there was just two of us or, you know, maybe there was nine. And so what we would have to do is we would have to come up with our own rules. We would take the game and we would have to... um, alter it depending on, you know, the situation and, you know, what were fair teams and what are fair rules and, you know, does someone should someone be the pitcher for the entire time? And and all those sort of things that we would have to work out on our own. You know, and it wasn't even just organized sports, then it would be games like Foursquare and, you know, Chinese jump rope and sort of those more organized things that kids are really drawn to and the social skills that kids derive from those experiences are are valuable you know it's, it's sort of in the same way where you're having to agree on rules and you're having to sort through a situation that has a bunch of factors and you know really that's how social social situations are Eating better is easy with Factors' delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. factormeals.com slash outside 50 to get 50% off. Everyone wants to start their year off on the right foot. And for me, that means making sure I'm eating well and have enough energy to do everything I want to do. But I'm not going to run to the butcher every day to get a fresh cut of quality meat. That's why Good Chop is such a lifesaver for our family. Good Chop offers fully customizable boxes of high quality meat and seafood delivered to your door on your schedule. Their products are vacuum sealed and frozen at peak freshness, so you can stock your freezer and cook when you want. We had a somewhat last minute get together recently, and it was so incredibly convenient to just head to the freezer and pull out a couple bags of Good Chops hamburger patties to whip up some burgers quickly. They were so delicious. Besides being delicious, it's important to know it won't cost you a fortune either. Good Chops price per meal starts at just $3.74. Go to goodchap.com slash outside120 and use code outside120 to get $120 off across your first four boxes. That's code outside120 at goodchop.com slash outside120 for $120 off. Goodchap.com slash outside120, code outside120. There are a lot of factors that go into social um, social interactions you know you have to take into account you know the depth of relationship that you have with the person is it a new relationship is it a long standing relationship you know you have to factor in you know the even the mood of the day maybe maybe that person you know you know the friend that you're talking to or the acquaintance or the coworker has been going through a rough time or you know maybe they just had something great happen and and so that this sort of um inner working web of factors that contribute to a social social situation, you know, um, is very intricate. And I think that as children, you know, have these opportunities to play and to, you know, come up with rules and to come up with games that involve everyone and, and keep everyone engaged, they are learning how to navigate... Um, tricky social situations. And, you know, that's what we want for them. We want them to be able to engage, you know, um, in a work situation or or in a a social setting. Um, We want them to be able to learn how to make friends no matter um, what, you know, what stage of life that they're in or if they've had to move. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of things that happen as we grow up you know, we're in a spot right now, which is, um, you know, it's like, well, you know, okay, how how do we make friends as a married couple? Okay. Well, then how do we build relationships now that we have a baby? Well, how do we build relationships now that we have two babies and three babies? And, you know, and even, honestly, even today, we're in the situation of like, how do we, and you might even hear, you might hear my one baby in the background because she's sort of nursing and sleeping right here. Um, mm-hmm. because that's when I oh. record my podcast. That's the only time I found. No. And, uh, yeah, that's her. Okay. Um, but you know, even up until this day, it's like we are constantly evolving, trying to figure out, well, you know, how do we build and maintain relationships with these five children? You know, they're ages 10 down to two You know, a lot of other families don't have that many kids. There's a, you know, this age range. And, you know, how do we still be hospitable when our house is a mess? And, you know, so the, I think the point is, is that the depth, the, you know, the, there's a lot of depth here, you know, to figure out. And if, you know, our kids' social interactions are only, you know, in the school setting where the sort of the teacher is directing most of the activity or if our kids' social, you know, um, situations are only on a basketball court where there's a, a coach and, you know, and there's all these prescribed rules. And if, you know, if they're just doing school and organized activities and, you know, in their free time, then they're watching television, they are not getting, um the depth of experience in terms of interacting with other people um, that, that they're going to need for, you know, the longevity of life, which, you know, has just all these dips and divots and turns and twists. And there's this constant, you know, bit of learning, you know, how do we engage with other people, you know, when this changes or when that changes or when things change for, you know, the people that we're interacting with. Uh, and then you know, additionally, I think kids learn from a relational aspect. you know, kids learn when we spend time outside that sharing moments together, sharing memories, that those things really help to build and solidify relationships. We have um, you know, some of our best friends uh, were from Michigan, you know they lived in Michigan and they recently moved to Arizona. And so we just were so blessed to have the opportunity to go visit them. And, you know, we were there for a bit. And, you know, even though we're not going to see them very often because they're on the other side of the country, the experiences that we have with them when we were there are like, forever there, you know, the kids, they got to go down this sliding rock, waterfall, water slide thing, you know, it was like a natural water slide inside of, you know, some cutout rocks and they got to do that and they got to, to jump off the edge of these huge rocks down in the water and we did these hikes, you know, up to this cathedral rock and, you know, those experiences. Um, they're going to always be there and and they have solidified things like that you know they solidify relationships because you have experienced something together and so what we feel you know as we have been spending time outside and as we especially as we go and do different things with friends we are modeling to our children that you know one way that we build relationships and you know, have the opportunity to practice our social skills is to invite people to do things with us and to engage in real life with us. And so, you know, if we go on a hike and everybody feeds birds together, you know, that's something that has, um, added, you know, a, a pillar or, or, a you know, added to the foundation of that relationship. And, um, you know, even with friends who have moved away, you know, friends that we don't see very often, there's still that foundation of relationship that will always be there, um, because both people fondly remember those experiences. Um, and so, you know, parenting is, parenting is tricky and parenting is hard, and you know, there's a lot of um, moving pieces and. A lot of information. Oh, there's so much information out there to try and sift through. Um, but one thing is for sure it's like we really want our kids to do well academically and we really want our kids to be well adjusted socially. And we cannot just um, assume that it's going to happen at the public school. It's just not, you know, um, that does not automatically fix a child who is not um, engaging well socially. And like I said before, in fact, it can do the opposite. Sometimes it can lead to a lot of bullying. And so, you know, we want our kids to do well academically and we want them to do, so, to do well socially. And so, you know, certain things we're going to, you know, to teach them. But, um, you know, if we build in these times where they can play outside with their friends... It's going to give them just gobs of practice of, you know, how to engage someone else while still keeping themselves engaged. And so, for social skills, um, like I said, as well as so many other skills, it is definitely worth your time to play outside.